Nice. Yeah. All right, Joe. You, we're going. Uh, odds is toasty. Evens is is gravy. Okay, I threw a whole lot of dice and more came up odd than even. All right, there we go. Hey, Mikey, Mikey, Mike. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who bring their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy, from comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, this is Wise and Nerdy. And now, let's have some fun. So much fun! Hey, Joe! <laughs> hey, you guys! watching this intro as the music's playing i'm laughing because it just hit me when he's like these two guys are mike puts such heat on this right he brings the heat with this intro and he's like these two nerdy i don't know it just hit my brain and i'm like crap i gotta do a 20 seconds intro before i can do this and i couldn't contain it i laughed so i might do that i might i might have to do that every episode joe uh and hey in the after when we finish the 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 podcast version we're doing the stuff for patreon remind me to tell you about an idea i have for our dragon con panel uh or not panel our live show at dragon con coming up september <laughs> uh august uh, 31st to through september 4th and we are saturday saturday at 5 p.m i think maybe 7 p.m uh, it's hey, it's in the app, everybody. If you're coming to Dragon Con, it's in the app. If you want to watch it, this live has from the app Dragon actually Con, been published yet? No, it's like August 10th that that gets yeah. updated. Uh, they just sent out all the pro uh, schedules today, uh, so mm, and then okay. that gives the pros time to feedback, and they'll do last minute changes, so on and so forth. Um, so. Uh, if you want to watch us live at Dragon Con, you can do that for free. It'll be on DC Digital Media on Twitch. It's just DC Digital Media. We're in the main room. I will be streaming live, and uh, I'm going to get somebody, usually Mike Crignola does it for me, to put a schedule on Twitch on that channel of when the panels are. So come join us live at Dragon Con on Saturday, Saturday night. That's the September 2nd, I do believe. Uh, so we're going to have a blast doing it live. So, yeah, I want to I throw, throw an idea at you uh, kind of off air. You know, not, okay. you know, it'll be for the Patriots, so it'll be recorded, but kind of off air. Okay, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm excited. Mikey put some heat. Bring, Keep bringing the heat, Mikey. Got it? It's the question of the week. Ooh, two in a row, baby. Two in a row. Joe, this was spawned by... By my daughter Zoe. Last night we were going uh, out uh, to drag and to see see our friends out there, and she asked me. Uh, I guess her and her mom had been talking about trips that her mom used to take with her grandmother and that kind of thing. And she asked me, "He's like, where are some of the the coolest places, or what some of the trips you took?" And I'm like, eh, "I wouldn't like your mom. We we were actually poor, and so we just went to see my family in Jacksonville Beach." And then we went, and sometimes we go to North Carolina to see my family. That's it. And it was just at their house, hang out. Of course, Jacksonville Beach, we went to the beach for free. You know, North Carolina, we looked at mountains, blah. And then my mom went, or my, not my mom, my wife went, you know, said, hey, you did X, Y, Z, and I'll tell that story in a second. Actually, you know what? No, Joe, I'm going to go first because I am not having one of these, like, what's the biggest thing you regret? I regret breaking a mirror. I regret almost <laughs> killing people. Okay, so I want to go with my bad story first, and then you can come in with, uh, oh, the craziest trip I ever had. What? I don't know. I, I had a joke earlier. I forgot. So here's the XYZ story. <laughs> True story. When I was 16 years old, I didn't exactly sneak out. But I didn't exactly tell my parents all the details of this of what was going to happen. But at 16, I was the oldest. Me and two 15-year-old friends, one who's still one of my best friends today, uh, Douglas Spencer. And you might get to meet him. He might come to the cookout on, on Labor Day. Um, 
uh, and actually, might have met, he came, anyway, he came a long time. I, I blur who comes and who doesn't, but he came to one of them a long time ago. Anyway, <laughs> we were in this thing called Civil Air Patrol, and it's 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 kind of like Boy Scouts for the Air Force. And and for my for high school, that's you know for high school. Then you're supposed to you know if you get out of that, you get into the real group. And then theoretically, when they talk about search and rescue missions, uh, both in lost people and you know airplane crashes, whatever, it's not huge in Georgia, but you know it happens. That we're the civilian part that comes out and helps do all that. That's not how we did things. I need to put that in and tell me a story, daddy. There's a lot of stories from that. I can tell, but this one <laughs> was an organized trip through the military base, uh, in Atlanta through the military base, flying out to Ohio to the military base there to then be transported to the museum of aviation. Now Spaz, as we called him, he is a plane freak. He had his pilot's <laughs> license at 15. He didn't get his driver's license, so I taught him to drive at 17. So that's how much of a plane dude this guy is. <laughs> and so he's like, we got to go, we got to go. Our adults from our group weren't going. But they didn't tell anybody they weren't going. They just didn't show up. So we did all the official paperwork. We were on the roster. We were supposed to go. So me, 16 years old, Spaz and Weezer, both 15 years old, we... So I said, okay, everybody, we're going to have to leave early in the morning to go fly out. We had to be at the airport by like 7. It was almost an hour away from my house. So I was like, y'all come to my place. We'll, we'll crash on, on my floor. We'll get up early, go, go go together. Lots of craziness happened that night. Lots of stupidity happened, including the fact that we did not go to sleep at all. At all. We just decided, screw it. We can't sleep. We're goofing. We're doing stupid crap. And we just got in the car, sober. Now, we were those kids. We weren't the kids to smoke and drink and do all that in high school. Uh, and we drove there. Show up, no adult. Nobody over the age of 18 with us. And like, uh, you have to have an adult. I'm me, except without the wisdom and the, the, the sharpening that I've gone through in the last 20, 30 years. So, but I was also, I was already six, seven, you know, 300 plus pounds, whatever I was at that, that age. And like, I'm sorry, we're coming. <laughs> and then my two boys are like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> it's so 90s cartoon crap. Uh, so they assigned us to another group with an adult who had, because there's only so many kids per adult that they could have, but we could fit in their group, whatever. And he didn't know us and instantly didn't like us for good reason. For good reason. <laughs> and um, I mean, what's not to like about a couple of teenagers named Spaz and Weezer? And Dozer, by the way, that was me. I was Dozer. Dozer. Yeah. So uh, uh, that's exactly how we introduced ourselves. hundred percent. They didn't know our, well, the officials knew our real names. The guy watching us didn't. <laughs> um, and, and so my parents knew we were going on some kind of official trip. That's all I knew. And it, it, it was, I think it was free or it was very cost effective, whatever. And of course, they're going through this big speech on, on we're in a DC-10. And that's a cargo plane, if you're familiar. So if you watched uh, uh, Uncharted, the movie, or played the game, it's that kind of plane with some benches on the side and all the cool netting and you strapped to it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not doing Transylvania tonight. Uh, <laughs> and and these, these blowhards, man, they are so self-important. And they're like, nobody ever sleeps on these planes. The engines are so loud. We had not slept in 24 hours at all. And we get on this plane, and it's like, Whoa, right? It's just this beautiful 60-cycle <laughs> hum that is deafening, so nobody can bother. And all three of us went, and just promptly passed out. <laughs> I clearly remember somebody coming over and tapping me, shaking my shoulder. Hey, man, you okay? I'm like, and I wake up. Obviously, I've been sleeping. Like, what? What? Leave me. He's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm sleeping. And I went right back to sleep. <laughs> Slept the whole way there. We land. Parents don't know that the trip is to Ohio. The parents don't know that we don't have adult chaperones, technically. They don't know any of this crap. So we're in Ohio, and we're supposed to stick with this adult. And we're, we're it's a pretty big museum. There's inside part, outside part. Be honest, I barely remember it because we were exhausted. Uh but sure enough, we're walking with the group, and we just start slowing down, slowing down. And he never looks back. He doesn't give a crap what we – and we disappear. And we walk around, and we're, we're doing all this stuff. 
And at some point, now we're supposed to meet up at the entrance at a certain time, like say 5 p.m., right? Sometime around 3.34, we're, we're like, screw it, man. Let's go take a nap, dude. We get <laughs> under these stairs. There's some like open air stairs in the museum, or at least there were. We go underneath it where nobody looks for people because we're that brilliant. And we fall asleep. And we almost missed coming back to Georgia. Uh, somehow we woke up in time, whatever, uh, showed up. And the thing is, they're doing roll call, right? And the, the leader that we had ditched all day was standing there with his people. And they're doing roll call. And we just kind of TV. Dude, my life, mine and your life, Joe, we are a 90s TV show. We 100% are. Because no kidding. We, you couldn't have written the script better. We did all this crap. I mean, I could tell you more, but I'm not going to waste all the time because I want to hear your, your broken mirror story. Um, so, uh, but he's there. He knows he lost us. He knows he lost us. He's like sweating bullets. He knows he doesn't know where these guys are, and he's supposed to. He doesn't even know our real names to give out. And they roll call, and he panics to turn around, and they were just standing there like, what's up, dude? And he's like, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're like, cool, man. And we just get on the plane and come home and nothing bad happened. And it, it was, it, it was, I don't want to tell that story to my kids until they're grown because that's one of the stories. I don't have time, but that's one of the stories like, yeah, I don't need you getting ideas from me. Took a plane ride from Georgia to Ohio to take a nap. And almost get lost in Ohio. All right, what's, what's your craziest trip? Uh, so I think I've told the story, or at least mentioned, that I had a bobcat as a kid, right? Um, yeah. On Wise and Nerdy. What? I had no idea. Okay. Well, Grandpa when Nassar. I was... <laughs> I'm pointing to the. I'm not pointing to God. I'm pointing to the the the, the foam that your grand your dad's uh, stable gun put, put up. But he's our he's our he's our patron saint in my studio, Grandpa NASCAR. Um. So when I was, I think it was ten, we decided to take a trip out to see my grandparents. Um, and this would be the last time I saw my grandma when she was alive. I'm pretty sure. Um. I might be confusing two trips, but anyway, we decided to be do the cost effective thing. Cause I'm one of five kids and, uh, load up into our suburban and drive from Washington state to Pennsylvania over the course of three or four days, maybe how old were you again? About nine or 10. Okay. And uh, so long sleep- for a ride. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember sleeping on the floor in the Suburban with people's feet on top of me and stuff like that, because we didn't stop at a hotel or anything. We just kept driving. Yep. But it sounds like the 80s. We drove with our Bobcat in the back as well. (laughs) So our our Bobcat in, in the back. You know, everyone's getting a little stir crazy, including the Bobcat. We got a lot of interesting looks whenever we stopped at a rest stop because we walked the Bobcat around on on his leash uh, so he could do his business. <laughs> um, and then and then all of my cousins and stuff, when we finally got to Pennsylvania, were just like. Uh, you brought what? Oh, our, our pet Bobcat. <laughs> so awesome. um for for years and years and years my my cousins have talked about that experience of meeting our bobcat that we we brought with us and how crazy my dad was for buying a bobcat in the first place and I mean um, all all in all to be to be fair our our bobcat behaved really well considering how long the trip was I don't think anyone got more than a, a little nip a playful nip uh, when he got bored. And so it, no one got hurt or or injured or anything like that from the Bobcat. It was, it was, it was good time. Good times. Um, oh, I got yeah. a bad dad joke that goes with Bobcats. Well, I'll leave it. I'm I'm trying to remember exactly what we did with him, with the Bobcat, like at night. Cause I know during the day they had one of those, um, um, those dog leash things where you, you, 
put the stake in the ground yeah, and then dog run. Them. yeah yeah so they can roam around the the backyard because i know that that's what we did during the day so you could roam around the backyard uh, uh during the day and whatnot but yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh would the we just, bobcat try to run away if you didn't have a leash on it it did get away once have i not told that story before? i don't remember we'll put that in the, the notes for later i, I mean it's, it's it's not a long story right. so i can just i'll just tack it on right here he he did get away once and in a single leap jumped over our eight foot privacy fences in our backyard ended up in a neighboring town uh and was caught by animal control after killing um some pet geese that a family had and uh <laughs> His, of course his, they did. Nobody wants dogs or cats or hamsters when Joe's around. <laughs> um, and so then was picked up by Animal Control, and they called us because his our name was on his on well dog tag for lack of a better word. Sure, uh, on his collar, and uh, we uh, they didn't want to give him back to us, but they didn't have any legal reason not to. So my dad. Yelled at them until they gave us our bobcat back. <laughs> Next week on Hallmark, not without my bobcat. Starting <laughs> Valerie, whatever it was, Bertinelli. Yeah, yeah. They they took our pet raccoon, but they they didn't. They let us keep our bobcat. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm broke. You broke me. I, don't, I can't. I can't. I don't. It, it, it's, okay, I knew you had a bobcat, but the whole idea of walking on a leash, the whole idea, the whole idea that it's a wild animal that escaped and they got drugged back to to by the people who should. This sounds like a cult story, right? She finally escaped from the basement. And she was drugged right back by the cops who should have helped her. I mean, I. I so what uh, is this? Our bobcat had a giant, uh, I mean, it was a cage, but a giant cage in our backyard that my dad built that was probably 20, 25 feet long, eight feet wide, and about 11 feet tall. Like it was, it was huge. Um, half of it was covered. Half of it was exposed to the elements because he, he loved to play in the snow just absolutely loved it and play and sometimes play in the rain and stuff. But he had the choice because half of it was covered and half of it wasn't. And he had, he generally slept outside. He had one of those dog igloos that had Dreaming hay in of it. the stars and the freedom he once thought he had. <laughs> um, he had a pond. He had a pond in his cage. You make prison um, sound so good, Joe. So good. I, he he had a good life. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I, I am sure he did. It is it's it's uh roll that dice. Thank you, Mike, for saving me. Roll that oh. dice. He gets a patient when he's old. One. <laughs> what is still cracking me up is that at the time of this recording, you still can't hear what you sound like. <laughs> and so uh, uh, yeah, you just keep trying. No, Mike. No, that's not it. Come on. Nerds. All right. Or, yeah. What are we learning out about? Uh, so I want to discuss Tears of the Kingdom with you, but that might go a little bit long. So what is Log Horizon? <laughs> Log Horizon is an anime that I am re-watching. Um, I've watched it twice before. It is one where the main characters get stuck in a video game. There's several of those out there, but this one in particular. Uh, the What different, differentiates this one from other animes where they get stuck in a video game like Sword Art Online or Dot Hack or, you know, there's several others, is that it focuses a lot on the... Uh, geopolitical ramifications of these players getting stuck into a video game where the the world of the video game is now real. Like the quote-unquote NPCs 
gotcha. all okay. They're they're real so people now. They're not computers. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of geopolitical ramifications there, and it deals with um, some heavier topics of you know these people are suddenly here in order to just survive takes next to nothing, but surviving and living are not the same thing. It's true. And so it, it talks about that. It does a really good job of explaining how the, how the world itself works. Cause some, some parts of the world still work like a video game. Some parts of it work like real life. And so it does a really good job of delving into that when it's relevant. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a lot more thought provoking. There's, there's some action to it. Um, but it's not heavy action. Like there's not a lot of heavy action to it. It focuses more on the interpersonal things and the political aspects of it. So. Cause that's what I want when my escapism it, anime is, is reality and politics. Well, like <laughs> as a, for instance, um, how it talks about how the, they call them the people of the land, the NPCs, how the people of the land are going to react to all of these adventurers, the gamers um, being there and the geopolitical upheaval that occurs because of it. Um, And yeah, yeah, it, it's good. I love the movie uh, that they made of that Uh, wreck it. Ralph, I think is what they called it. It was pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad we're in the nerding out section. I would I would a thousand percent watch a Wreck It Ralph three. I'd watch a Wreck It Ralph TV series. You know, I I thought <laughs> one was so much fun, so groundbreaking, so mm-hmm. new, and just to be able to go back and pause it on either DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming, and get that reference and that reference, that reference, and then number two, doing the whole internet aspect of it. And and I thought they did that really well and brought the old characters back and just expanded and then put in the even more references. I think number three, we could totally do like uh, uh, um, the online games like Minecraft, Call of Duty, uh, uh, jump into uh, something like Candy Crush, you know, those kind of things. Uh, the big meme with Pokemon Go could make an appearance. Uh, I think that would be maybe 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 do two more. Do a uh, do a, a Wreck-It Ralph three part one and part two, but you got the mobile games and then you've got consoles, and I I, I think that would be just so much fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to see what the writers' spin on it would be. Concept, I like I, it, the right story would make it great. It would, like I agree with you. The first one was amazing. The second one, it was still really good. Not as good as the first one, in my opinion, but you know, that's generally how things work is the sequel is not usually as good as the first one with, you know, exceptions like the dark Knight. Um, but (laughs) he he nods. Yeah. I had to think about, uh, where where, the reference, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At least my opinion, dark Knight was better than Batman begins. The trilogy Um, with uh, Bale, all of it mm -hmm, was good, but, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. I think Dark Knight was probably the better one of the three. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that Rises, there's a lot the of potential there. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't the Dark Knight Rises number three? The Dark Knight was number two. Oh, are yeah, you talking to me? Because I'm not answering. I'm not going to yeah, fall into that clearly, trap. You clearly aren't. <laughs> you Nerds. It, it's Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. I had to Google it just to check because I had to think about it. Anyway. Is it BS? Yeah, Mike. It totally is BS. I'm going to work with Joe for another five years. What's in the contract? Chat GPT. Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Tears of the Kingdom. So we haven't discussed this in a while. Uh, we are, I still haven't beat it yet intentionally. We are in the, the hunt mode now and, uh, we've got you know, all the, the sword spots open, all the shield spots open, all the arrow spot, bow spots open. Um, we, we know how to craft the right weapons. We want, we know how to watch them and, and let the Korok feed. So we are at 500 and something Korok seeds. 
shooting oh, wow. for the thousand. Little, little over halfway. Yeah, a little over halfway. <laughs> you're you are absolutely right. It's a little over halfway. Uh, we're we're trying to kill, not kill. That that's a bad word. Although you, kill you do kill the, the bubble bubble frogs, you kill them. And I don't get mm-hmm. that, Joe. I honestly, that's the only thing about this game I really cannot understand at all. The bubble that's frogs it. do not hurt you. They cannot hurt you. But we're just slaughtering them mercilessly <laughs> just to feed this creepo their guts. What are we? Just elephant ivory traders from Africa? What the hell, man? I don't get it. So, but we're she's hunting, but she loves it. So I pull up uh, ZeldaMaps.com. What? Are you killing them, or are you just? Making it so they're not monsters anymore because they turn into the bloopies. They do. Okay, they do turn into the bloopies, and you cannot hit that bloopy. I've definitively proven that you can't. Have you found bloopy cavern, cave, hollow, bloopy hollow, bloopy hollow? I've heard of it, but I haven't. I haven't gone. Technically, we found it, but we didn't find our way into it. Uh, We've we've Mm -hmm. opened up all the depths. Which is, I mean, okay, so there's that. We've opened up all the depths. I found all the face statues and, and got all the dark, you know, that. I don't have all the armor, but I have a lot of the armor. But I had that whole set. Uh, so I'm hunt, I hunt armor when it's my turn to play. Uh, I, but here's the fun thing. Aaron really enjoys it. It's such a perfect game for ADD. I, I'm being serious. If you have <laughs> ADD, this is the game for you. I have it, but not like my wife has it. Because she will literally be like, okay, babe. Here's the red glowing target. It is 50 feet that way. Three hours later, she's on the other side of the map going, where were we going? And she just loves it, <laughs> it right? It's true. It is very much soothing brain for a lot of ADD people. So ZeldaMaps.com. Love the site. I waited till we got to where we're hunting Koroks uh, to use it, and we polished off the last one or two shrines we hadn't found. Um, and... It's really good. You can change games. Of course, it's defaulting to Tears of the Kingdom. It has all three levels, so you can look at the depths. Then you can look at the the surface, and then you can look at the sky. And it lets you turn on and off so many different markers. So to right now, for the last two, three weeks, as I pull up the map, I mark Korok seeds, cave entrances, and and um, the the thing I just said we were murdering. It's not the blue, the blue piece. piece. No, it's not the blue piece. It's the actual the bubble frogs bubble frog or thing, bu- whatever. Frog. Yeah. Uh, so I mark those. And then I go to a section on the map in the game and I start marking with the symbols in the game. And I, I'll set her up 30, 40 markers. And then I'll just sit back and that'll carry her for a couple of days, just hunting down each core rock and figuring out the puzzle. And, and I'll sit next to her and I'll work on editing videos or playing some of my video games on my phone or the other times when she takes a break, I take over and I start hunting armor. And when she's not around, I'm starting to knock off the, the chat missions, you know, the red letter missions. we got a lot of those still piled up. We've only got the two story missions, find Zola and happening at the castle. Meh. Uh, I got two or three shrine missions up in the sky view area to knock out. And there's one mission in the side, the official side missions that I just, I don't know if I care enough to finish, and that's the one with the Hylian text on the rocks that you're supposed to take a picture of. Uh, there's 12 of them. I've got like three. It's whatever. <laughs> but I've got like 15 open, you know, oh, this horse person wanted to see skeleton horse mission. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I go through those. So that's where we are, and we specifically wait to finish the game till we've gotten over that because we learned in the Breath of the Wild. I was like, well, let me go ahead and finish the game, and we'll have like a. I would, I thought the way this game was built and felt, we'd have a uh, like a new game plus, or you just keep carrying on in the game. Not the case. Once you beat the Ganon, uh, I don't know who it is. I guess it's Ganondorf in this one, but it's Ganon in that one. Uh, once you beat them, that's it. That's the game. So you you load back to a previous save, and you go out. It just kind of mentally changed the game for us. So I haven't beat it, but I heard from a little bird named you that you beat the game <laughs> yes yeah i beat the game almost a month or so now back uh but yeah good stuff uh it it has a very uh it, it ended well in my opinion um so the the story i mean the main it, points it, of the story arc are pretty good i, I didn't watch half yeah. the memories but the main points are really good 
Yeah. Uh, In general, Nintendo games don't general don't have a a robust lore story. Zelda is probably one of the the more lore heavy uh, uh, ISPs that they've got. And ISP is not the right word. IPs intellectual property <laughs> the internet service provider it's it's the best one out there oh, i thought oh, you were doing intellectual uh, special properties yeah Kinda like you have a um, spicy page joe yeah oh yeah right uh <laughs> there's some friends in the house there's some friends in the house my name is joe r i don't know i'm going <laughs> what you um yeah i mean i don't want to go spoilers because you haven't gotten there yet but um it's good. There's some shock and awe moments where oh, okay. you're just like, uh, hmm? and uh, look, if they don't kill, if they don't kill Link, I might be a little disappointed. Homie is like slept for a hundred years, lived for another 30. I mean, come on, man. It's time, it's time, to, time to let Link Jr. Take over death. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last time we see this iteration of Link. Like, so lore wise, I, you know, this is loosely speaking oh, because it's it's kind of hammered in there. But most of the games are a different Link and a different Zelda. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so but this is not. This is exactly yes. It took a minute correct. to figure that out. I knew that, and Aaron knew that. That most of the time you play a different version. It's like, is it different? But it's not different. And then we find out it's not different. It's just people forget. Oh, yeah, no, this is yeah. You, know, you only save the world, and people forget. It's whatever. Yeah, well, and if you think about it, the average person's not going to know what happened. Just that, oh, that I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Anybody who played Breath of the Wild will never forget the average NPC. But this is not an average game, Joe. I, I'm talking about the NPCs in the world. Because you go in, in like Tears Sean Wyland, you, you, yes, Sean Wyland <laughs> at mail in underscore NPC. Mail NPC. Yeah. Uh, no, but like you go to a lot of NPCs and you're like, I saved you. I talked to you in Breath of the Wild, and you don't know who I am. What? There's a <laughs> Do little. You know that. who I am? Yeah. Google me. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Purapad me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so here's my. Um, here's, I got two questions for you. How yes. I, we have not built the first stick of a house? We just forget to go over there and play with that. How I mean, big is the to. house? I know, but how? how well, one, do you get anything for other than storage space? And two, how big is your house? My house is a very open concept. <laughs> um, well, so they don't really give you good options for actually interconnecting your house. Uh, and so if you want it to be reasonably usable, open concept is what you got to do. So uh, what I did is I just, I went through and I took all the stuff that actually had a function other than being decorative. And I use that because you're limited on the number of pieces that you can use for your house. And so I, I grabbed all of the different, all the different rooms that let you display your shields, bows and, and weapons I grabbed, you can put a goddess statue in there. You can put a stable in there. You can put a bed and a cooking pot. Okay, and so, so you can always uh, uh, raise your spirit or, you know, or whatever. With all the orbs, with the goddess statue, you can always cook something there. And then you, you can store a number of weapons. All I found in the first game, I stored weapons and shields thinking I'd come back. And like, okay, this is a great weapon. Never really went back and got crap out of the house. Yeah, so what I did is I stored stuff that I wanted to keep just to keep it, but that I yeah, didn't I want to break. Yeah. yeah. Like um a lot of the master swords from previous games, basically, that they renamed the Sword of the Sky, the Hero's Blade. Oh, is that and, what know, those are? Yeah, they're master swords from previous games, is basically what they are. Or the bigger on sword. Um, or yeah, yeah. And and some of them they like straight up just renamed even though they have an official name that's not Master Sword, like um, what is it the a Dusk Blade I think yeah which is which is the the blade of the sages or something like that is what it originally was in um, the Wind Waker I've never actually played Wind Waker but I think it's Wind Waker 
Um, but yeah, so they renamed all that stuff. But anyway, so if you grab all of the buildings or all the rooms that have a use, there's nine buildings that let you display stuff. And then there is the stable, the goddess statue, the cooking pot, and the bed. So that's another four for 13 total. You could only have 15 pieces total. Okay. So all the all the ones that have a function is 13 of your 15. And that does not include a door to go into there. It, <laughs> is that it, a piece? It, yeah. Yeah. There's one that one that has a door to get in. It doesn't include any stairs to go up. Um, and you don't need like, or, stairs or, to go up or hallways to interconnect these rooms. And so it's like, if you want it to be as fully functional as it can, you're kind of left with it being an <laughs> open home. concept. Okay. Well, so my, oh, my yours, just, oh. yeah, yours is the, Oh no, this totally makes sense. Now it totally makes sense with your kidnapped Bobcat. You have a compound. Of course you do, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So I've seen I've seen some really interesting builds that people have done for uh, for their houses um, using glitches to make like floating structures and stuff like that that are attached to nothing or make it so that it's not really usable, but it's the tallest that you can possibly make it. So they've got a skyscraper up in the air and, and things like that, that the only way to get into it is with ascend and yeah. Yeah. So I got these two are just rapid fire questions. One, did you know you can fuse things to the master sword? Yes. And you just keep, of course, once it breaks, it just resets. You keep doing it. I thought that was so much. I put a lizard tail on it. Oh, that's so much fun doing a blue glowing <laughs> whip that then goes away. And you can do something different later. Okay. Second thing. Uh, um, son, uh, what's, what's it say? M- Morton's son or whatever his name is. Uh, Borenson. Okay. Borenson. Uh, at one point he's, he's asking you to bring him pictures of monsters cause he's building statues. Did you do that? I have not. I've seen some oh, stuff, some pictures of what other looks, people have done. It, yeah. That is one of the best graphical moments in the game. Cause no matter how you capture, like Aaron caught, uh, I don't know what they're called. I call them primates, but the, the monkey, whatever they are. And it's like kind of lunging. That's literally how it made the statue from the picture. Oh yeah. And oh, it's so cool looking. It's, it's so have fun with that. You should do that. Well, and you can take pictures of the bosses as well. Yeah. And have them there or, or Lionel's <gasps> or I, did, I forgot Lionel's. I got some bosses. Okay. 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 I got some dragons. All right. I'm about to go get them to do that. So, uh, uh, elevator pitch answer. How did you get the Borenson sign as a shield? Um, you just go into his house and take it. Is that the is that the room that's locked next to where you the wife? Yeah, yeah. So I guess mild spoiler. There's a cave I think on the side of the. Uh, yeah, there's a cave on the side, and you can ascend up into it, and you can attack. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. <laughs> there, right. there have been people that have made. Um, you know that scene in Home Alone where he's got like Michael Jordan's cut out on the train yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. got it's do 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 yeah okay people have made basically that but with the cutouts of of um, Hudson okay I'm gonna have to go back because my wife did not get me a Hudson shield so oh yeah you can keep going back and getting more and more they they regenerate roll that dice. All right, number five is don't chat to me. Tell me I told a story before. Who cares? It might be the first time somebody ever heard this. And oh yeah, <laughs> by the way, it's time for the commercial dance break. Time for a commercial break. Uh, where are we? Where are in we? our houses. Actually, you're not in your house. You're in your studio. studio. Call your daddy. Leave a voicemail. Wiseandnerdy.com slash Call dad. Donate to your daddy. Patreon.com slash wise in nerdy. (laughs) 
To let that music get longer, people like it. People like it. I like they like it. Uh, and Joe, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. You get to go pick out some of your own music for your soundboard from when that can become part of that that chaos of this show. Um, so I'm excited to see what you pick out. I, I definitely want to keep going and getting more. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. All right, roll that dice. Coming back in. That's never going to get old. <laughs> Personal story time. Uh, what is our... Oh, okay. Daddy, Daddy Joe, tell me a story. What about when you were a kid and you're not Mario? What? I'm not, I'm not a Mario. This sounds like we're going to get canceled off the internet. This is not from when I was a kid. This is from the past couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did your kids ever, you know, because when they're little, they really have a concept of time. Um, oh, what did my kids used to call it? Yesteryear? Yo, oh, yesteryear. It's like, no, that's what? No, that's not how that works. Or when they're four, oh, way back when, when I was little and I was three. It's like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Oh, man. Three weeks ago when you were young. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so. The one of our toilets, the back of the toilet died. Uh, the stopper in there just basically completely deteriorated. How does this make me not a Mario brother? That's what you're wondering. I can see it on your face. No, you're going to make some plumber. But this is not a bad exactly. dad joke section, Joe. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, here, I got to do, I got to do my wager, but it's going to be in the form of a question that you can't answer until you tell the story. Are you okay. telling me you can't put in a $10 rubber stopper from Walmart? All right, come on with your story. Oh, I put it in and I took it out and I put it in and I took it out and I put it in and I took it out and I put it in and I took it out. Wait, wait, wait. About 12 times I took this thing apart because there was constantly a leak. You're me, Joe. Over and over and over and over. Okay, wait, wait. And over. Wait, there's only two spots that can come from a leak, and you shouldn't have touched either one of them. That's the bolts, one on each side that hold the tank down. So, there are. So, I took out all of it. I gutted the whole thing because it was it, like the insides were pretty old anyway. It wasn't just the stopper that okay. was deteriorated. This is still not complicated. I don't understand the problem. No, no, no. It's not complicated. You're right. Okay. I got it in and it still was leaking. And so I tried a bunch Where? of different stuff. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the first time <laughs> you answered that question. I thought, I thought it was from, from the, one of the bolts. <laughs> Because it was wet. And so I tried tightening it up because uh -huh, that's the thing uh -huh. you do if, if those bolts are, are leaking. So the only other place you can leak Still, is the, the, the screw seal for the, the return pipe. Okay, so <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the bolt. Yeah, you're killing me. I I checked underneath to see if where the water actually comes in, the filled pipe, that was not wet. So I was like, okay, well it's not leaking there. So the only other place it could be is where the flush the flush valve is or where the the flush mechanism, okay? And so I'm like, okay, did That'd I not be the tighten flapper it up or that seal so it could fill back I, up? Yes, yeah, just underneath there. So I was like, all right, did I not tighten it enough cuz the directions that I had said make sure you don't over tighten it. You said tighten it as far as you can go by hand and then do it half a bit more with a wrench. So that's what I did. It was still leaking. So I was like, all right, well, I need to tighten it some more. I tightened it some more. Still leaking. So then 
I took it off and I put another rubber seal in between that that I had taken from the previous installation okay. and I put that on there and I was like, uh, and still leaking. And so this is after taking it apart multiple times to, to diagnose the issue. Cause I had thought it was the bolt before. Um, and now last night was it last night, two nights. It was last night. Uh, I, apparently had over tightened the part that it said not to tighten too much. It cracked it. It cracked it. So my wife today went out to Walmart and bought a brand new kit. Cause you can't just buy one piece. Oh no, yeah. It's just, well, you yeah, gotta buy the whole you kit. Lows, you can, but it's just, it's better yeah, yeah. to buy the whole kit. So she bought the whole kit and then she also bought a rubber seal that goes specifically where it was it was leaking as an added measure. And so I'm going to try installing that tomorrow and see if it's finally not leaking. But by golly, it has, I am not a plumber. I am not a Mario brother (laughs) because whatever I tried didn't work. The most frustrating part of that whole story is is super simple. It's the easiest job you'll ever do. I took I took it off. I got so good at taking it off. I took it off so many times. And and so my wife and I were joking. All right. It's another daily night of you bent over a toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Dear listeners, if you are team Joe. God bless you on that story. Because if you're Team Rock God, oh, you're dying. Please don't listen to this show on your car because you have a wrecked car. If you're listening the way I'm listening, your, your story is a killing joke. Oh, that was so good. Roll that dice. That was so good. Just oh, so rough. God. Oh, that hurt. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've already done number two. <laughs> That's why it's leaking. <laughs> I am not a plumber, but I have to do number two. Oh my god! Uh, number three. <laughs> number three. Oh, I should have gotten back to that page. Um, I see number three is that one, which would be actually uh, slightly different. Help me, Daddy. Okay, it's let Daddy decide. And here you go, John. Made this one up. Would you rather? Go on a busy family adventure. That'd be something like you're, you're always going every day, something like Disney or Vegas or, or that kind of thing where you're out on a schedule and getting up and getting your money's worth. Or would you rather a resting peaceful trip, like visiting family? And I say it that way, not, not for people to fight with the family because you know, when you're at family, you don't have to watch your kids all the time, right? There's always somebody to kind of keep an eye on them. So visiting family or like going to a mountain cabin or and staring at the mountains or going to a beach. Which one do you like better? Resting peaceful trip. 100%. Which, which one do you think I like better? The busy trip? No! <laughs> no, I, I, okay, I actually like both. I do, I think all you like, it depends place. on if the kids are with me or not. I'm going to Disney by myself. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, 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 oh. True story, true story. Last October, uh, last minute, uh, my business partner uh, slash, you know, the Amos owner, uh, said, and his wife was like, hey, let's go to this EMS conference in Orlando. And like, okay, so the company money, sure. And, and we went to, and we learned some things. Don't get me wrong. We learned, and we went to a good dinner as we do when we travel and we're at dinner. And Brian's like, let's go to Disney tomorrow. And so I had to text my wife. I was like, guess what? We're bailing on the last day of the conference. Like, oh, y'all coming home early? It's like, no, we're, we're going to Disney World <laughs> without you and the kids. So I totally <laughs> went to Disney by myself. Um, so, but, I want to ask you why you like your resting one there. I think there is a place for both and I'll I'll talk about where I land, but I actually grew up that I talked about how I only visited family for vacations and trips and stuff. Right. Uh, and this was not a thing. This is just how the show came together tonight. Um, but that's what we do is we go to my grandparents' house in the mountains and we'd sit on the back porch and, and appreciate and go hiking during the day, whatever, but in the evenings, eat dinner and sit on the back porch, watch the sunset. Great. When I was a kid, you know, I never liked the beach, but we still go to the beach, whatever. So why do you want that resting peaceful trip? Oh, because when you get back from a busy one, it's like, I'd need a vacation from my vacation to just 
unwind because you just get so wound up. Um, and like places like Disney, you spend so much time in line instead of actually having fun. Um, and so that's that's my why I prefer it. Plus, I just I what I like to do for a vacation is I like to spend it with family and then just play a bunch of like board games and stuff and just talk. Okay. Um, like even growing up as, as a teenager, one of my dad's favorite things, it was every Labor Day and Memorial Day weekend. We always went to the same campsite and it was, uh, like they had individual campsites, but then they had like a baseball field and they had some bathrooms where you could do quarter, it cost quarters to run the showers. Um, and they had like a little, um, tiny, tiny, tiny little convenience store i mean i guess maybe basically um, but but they they even had like a little a tiny little arcade mm-hmm. up at the office as well um but we would go there and we'd spend the weekend the three-day weekend there and we would just relax and play board games and you know cook hot dogs on the fire and do s'mores and just relax and I so that it. was i liked it i, like I liked it, it a lot uh, so yeah, I, lo- I like the refreshing, the contemplation, the, I'm definitely, you know, cigar and scotch guy now. And I, I, I just think, man, if I could be back on my grandparents back porch uh, as a double wide trailer, they put on this piece of property just because they'd rather spend t- money on the property than on, on living. And uh, I mean, it's a decent thing, but it's whatever. Uh, but my grandfather and my dad built this back porch, all wood and covered. And I just wish I could be back on that porch with that temperature and you, you hear the, the cougars or whatever in North Carolina, whatever the wild big cat is there, you know, doing it, staying up in the mountain and, you know, see some deer come down. It, it would, it would be so nice. Now I love Vegas. I love Vegas. I, I would go twice a year if I had the wherewithal, you know, it is definitely my kind of town. Um, Disney. I'm not a Disney adult because I wouldn't drop in my head as a kid, <laughs> but uh, I definitely like, I mean, Disney has some magic to it. It's a lot of fun and it is different with kids and without. And I, you know, people do say, you say, sure. At different times of year, there are lines, but that is just part of it. Let me tell you, you will, it's almost impossible to do one park. If you spent all week in one park, you could probably do every ride. And everything, but it's just so much to all of it. And the whole thing is magic. So they're entertaining you almost every step of the way if you're in the right mindset and you got to do it right. You got to plan to take your kids back during the hottest part of the day and take a nap. So you need those, those passes that can get in and out of parks and whatever. Uh, all that being said, there's a hybrid that my wife likes to do that still kind of drives me a little nuts, but it's okay. Uh, where Hugh will come down. Uh, you know, uh, different parts of the year and we'll go on a trip all together. And usually we'll come up to North Carolina or, or somewhere like that. And, uh, we did it in the past years. I don't think we're doing it this year, but we'll get one of my favorite ones. We, we went up to North of Helen. So we technically stayed just across the state line in North Carolina. Uh, but it was about 30 minutes North of Helen, uh, just near Hiawassee or whatever. And so we were going into town, you, you antiquing one day, you know, we go and do the, the mountain coasters and the different shops and there's all kind of cool things you can do up in the mountains, go see waterfalls. And so we'd rented basically this nice house that had a big porch in the mountains. And so by the evening, we'd come back, eat dinner on the porch, play some board games. It, it was, it was a little bit of a mix of get up and go and, uh, still chill out in the mountains. But I, I think each place has its, its purpose, but I tell you, man, I do, like I said, I do like the adventure ones, but I really need one adventure one in the year and one. Let's just go find a cabin. What are you going to do? Sleep. Then what? Eat. <laughs> Sleep what? some more. Sleep some more. Exactly. Sit on the porch. And we found the perfect house for that. The one I was just describing with the, the upper deck and it has huge windows. And so you even at the dinner table, you can see out and all that. Uh, it had an arcade. They had a pool table and an arcade downstairs, like one of those, um, Emulator ones that had 500 games on it that you could play, uh, uh, on the arcade machine. So, you know, I could have done that, but no, we had to go shopping every day and everything. <laughs> it was but, uh, oh, poor baby. <laughs> I didn't say I spent money. I just had to go around watching people look at dumb crap. 
Roll that dice. Oh, it wants us to do number two again. We've already done number two too many times. Uh, number four. <laughs> you know, you don't even know that, that sound. Oh my god! Just ah, uh, it's like you're like you're like at the fast food thing. And you just don't give a crap. I'll have a number two. Uh, whatever, I'm just pulling around. Sure, whatever. What do you love? What do you love? <laughs> Uh, so I gotta get Mike to give us some new new buttons here. Uh, can you dig it? Is what we change this thing. So here's the deal. No, 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 no. You you said it wrong. Can you dig it? Can you dig? Can you dig it? <laughs> and you still can't hear yourself. That's so funny. All right. <laughs> so for everybody at home, this is what Joe hears in his ears. Can you now we hear the echo and everything? He doesn't hear any of that yet. Okay. I know I know what it is because I know what the presets, the presets are. If you so had I, the, I know how it sounds. I just don't, yeah. don't no you don't. If you had the option, <laughs> would you choose to live forever? All yes. Right. I have a question. I have a query. Is it just me that's living forever? Because if I if it's just me, then that means I would outlive all of my loved ones. Next and, more. Well, it that actually it pops up in books quite a bit where um, elves who are super long lived in fantasy novels, where they they basically go through cycles where they live a lifetime especially if they end up like marrying humans and stuff, because then they will outlive their kids as well. Um, now they don't generally live forever per se, like the Tolkien elves, they will live forever unless they are killed in battle for the most part. Nerds. And so like, <laughs> it didn't even face you anymore. <laughs> you're going I, so deep. No, I, you're, you're not wrong. I tend to overthink everything, but, and so I don't, I don't know if I would, I, I honestly don't. Okay. I think that's most people's answers. Um, I absolutely will. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I say, well, I mean, there, there was, there was a concept that was thrown at me a long time ago and it was talking about the Garden of Adam, you know, Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve and, and this and that and concepts and how we think and, and interpret stuff. And, and the bishop just stopped for a second and he thought, he was okay. And he physically stepped to the side, like, okay, this is out here. It's just a thought that had, it just hit me. And I don't know if this is the spirit or if it's just whatever, but I got to say it out loud. Because what if, because in the scriptures, and he's very steady, he knows all this stuff, but I think he's going from in the scripture, it didn't really say they were, um, banned to death. It, it, the way the phrasing is, I don't remember. I don't remember. But it just hit me. It's like, what if we only die because we believe we're supposed to die? And he thought, he talked about, you know, the aging process. Everybody has their own, truthfully, in my opinion, BS version of why we don't live to a thousand. You know, it was common in the Old Testament. Moses was 565. Methuselah was 999. And, you know, the, the millennial bug, you know, the Y2K bug hit him and he had to ascend, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I, it's like, and it just, it just resonated with me. It's like, you know, you could see the truth in, in different things of oh, one doctor, science says, oh, you're, you're by the science, you're going to die. And the person's like, yeah, no. And they don't. And they live longer. And nobody's like, oh, we don't know why they're living. You know, we don't, that kind of thing. Right. I don't know. But I, I it's like, it hit me. It's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to live forever. And I tell people that I'm going to live forever. I tell my, my uh, wife, I'm like, hold on, hold on. My wife is like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just people that I don't want to. I'm like, well, Maybe my second wife would be better. I don't know what to tell you because I'm going to miss you, baby. And yes, to your point of, well, I'd be the only one. I don't know. But here's how I see it in my world, in my fantasy world here, right, that I, I, I'm choosing to believe in, is if I can 
if it really is up to us to choose whether we live or die, when we just go with the concept, because why, why do you cut the ham in half when you put it in the oven? Because my mama did, because my grandma did, great grandma. And you get down the line and they're like, I is cut that the it. the size of the pan we had. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's the only way to fit in the oven. Exactly. Exactly. But you did it because that's how you're talking. All that being said, if you choose to shuffle off this mortal coil, I will honor that. You know, my uncle, I think I've talked about him. You know, when he passed away, I was sad that I lost him. I had been building a relationship with him. However, I understood as a better path for him. He had a lot of issues. Same with my grandfather. Most people, I'm okay with losing my loved ones because that's the life they choose to live. I honor their life and I'll be sad, but life goes on. Well, and from a Christian standpoint, um, we're going to be resurrected and live forever. I mean, depending on which branch of Christianity, it might be, you know, heaven or hell where you end up. But, um, yeah. See, I don't believe in hell. And I had another new concept thrown at me not that long ago. Um, so if God, Jesus, if Jesus came to save us, right. And we're washed by the blood, like his ultimate sacrifice cleansed all our sins. Why are we then told we have to repent? It doesn't make sense, right? If, if we're made in his image and we're dads, right? This is a great dad show. And you've got kids. I've got kids, right? There's things that we would just do for our kids, whether they deserve it or not, you know, whether they, they messed up or not. We, we love, we take care of, we know what love means. And if we cannot love on the level that God loves and what we're doing is this level, it just, some of this doesn't make sense. And the thing that didn't make sense, why do we have to ask for, why do we have to repent of our sins? Why do we have to go down this list that God already knows? Cause he's all knowing and he's already killed. Well, sacrificed rather his only son to forgive everybody. And even in Revelations, the bride goes out and calls all in. Is how it's phrased in every version. All in. Why do we have to get down this list? Why do we have to admit it? And the concept is this, Joe. What if repentance is forgiving ourselves? Because when we go through that list, we're letting go, we're processing, we're, we're forgiving ourselves, which is the thing that most people, most humans cannot do in their lifetime. Oh well, yeah, that's definitely a huge part of repentance is is forgiving yourself, and, and often it's long after uh, God has already forgiven us. We're still holding on to that that exactly. Guilt. Um, but to answer your question from a theological standpoint, from a Christian standpoint, the scriptures do tell us that no unclean thing can enter the kingdom of heaven. But his and so. Exactly. But we have to utilize that atonement. And part of that process is through repentance to be cleansed from it. I love you just stop. like, come at me, bro. Nah, it's, it's not, <laughs> that's not his face at all. That's Arcanine's face. Arcanine's like, come at me, bro, but not just. Um, <laughs> so going back to the option of live forever. Yeah, okay. And that does come up a lot. Yeah, Highlander, right? Who wants to live forever? Uh, one of the only one, only one person wants Highlander to live forever. Two or three, uh, where he's been living so long, he's depressed and, and all of a sudden it kind of aged mm-hmm. some because, you know, then blah, 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 gets the quickening. Um, and I thought about it, and even watching that in a, at an impressionable age, I was like, this seems just like a negative Nancy take on living forever, man. And of course, this is bleak future and uh, whatever. Um, then he gets, then it like, doesn't matter how depressed he was. Cause honestly, dude, if you're that depressed and another Highlander shows up and well, they're not Highlanders, I forget what they're called, but you know, they show up and why don't you just let them behead you? But no, you killed him. You got the quickening. Now you're all revived again and ready to go, Joe. <clears throat> I don't get it. So it's never resonated as a negative thing. And dude, think about our lifetime. In my grandfather's lifetime, flight was invented, TV was invented, radio was invented. Yeah, he went through World War uh, One as a kid and served in World War Two. You know, my dad's lifetime, internet was invented, uh, online shopping, um, just all kind of me- media has jumped leaps and bounds. We've gone from the talkies to holy crap on the screens, right? The the Direct X and the Screen X's and the 3Ds and you know, now we have VR and I, and I tell you, dude, there's nothing for me. There's nothing better than sitting in a fall night when it's about 62, three degrees, kind of cool, get a fire going and 
I can either put my projector on and watch my favorite show with my family outside, smoking my cigar and drinking my scotch, or I have my tablet up. It just never ceases to amaze me that I get to do what I love, you know, relax and enjoy media while I'm also enjoying other things and being outside. And it's all through this magical air connection. What are they going to invent next? And by golly, Joe, if you listen back to the 1st of August, we recorded the thing, Do You Believe in Aliens? I'm sticking around till we see them booties. Come, booties. Why did I say booties? That's so stupid. I said, I was <laughs> so much to see alien booties. Ah, no, no more alien probes, daddy. No more alien probes. <laughs> daddy, I'll fix the toilet. I promise. No more probes. Go. <laughs> Ah, oh, but you have left us. You have left us with the worst way to end the show ever. Well, okay, I can't blame Joe. Your Cannot favorite blame Joe. Way. The dice, the dice, the f- dice of the fates of the gods. I don't know how many of can we throw in there. Um, <laughs> the the dice have led us to this. Tragic and horrible moments. Bad dad jokes. <laughs> what does a baby computer call his father? I don't. I don't. I don't. Your face. Your face is already <laughs> killing me. I don't even want to know. I. I. I oh. Data. Are you? Yeah, are you yeah, <laughs> what? Data. Data. Uh, that makes me so angry. That makes me so angry, Joe. And that's why we do this segment. Uh, but, you know, despite all my rage, I'm still just a bobcat in a page. Good night, Grandpa Nascar. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. Remember, if you have leaky pipes after four days, please seek a doctor's advice.